Do you ever wish your son came with a handbook? Have you ever wished for a resource that could tell you exactly what to expect from your boy at each stage of development and what he needs from you as a parent? Well, I have good news for you. Such a book does exist. Stick around and I will let you in on the secret. Welcome to episode 35 of Redeeming the Chaos with Laurie Christine. Hey mama, does your life feel a bit chaotic right now? Do you feel overwhelmed by the responsibility to raise those little boys God has given you? Do you want to raise strong, courageous young men who are fully committed to following Jesus? In all the chaos of raising boys, we recognize that Christ is the only one who can redeem the chaos in our world, our homes, and our own hearts. I know that I can't do this alone. I desperately need God to give me strength every step of this journey. But guess what? I also need you. I would love for you to join me on this wild, wonderful, chaotic adventure of raising courageous boys and connecting their hearts to Christ. I remember when my oldest son was a baby and I was reading through a parenting book that was teaching me how to sleep train my son. And I remember one time when he was crying and I was frantically flipping through pages of the book, trying to figure out what to do next. Is he hungry? Is he tired? What comes next in the schedule? So we're actually not going to talk about that book today. We are going to talk about a book that I wish I had when my oldest son was much younger, and I am very thankful to have it today. The book that we're going to talk about today is called Wild Things by Stephen James and David Thomas. If you haven't heard of this book or read it before, I want you to pause this episode right now and go and order it. I have an affiliate link for you in the show notes. The authors of this book, David Thomas and Stephen James, are therapists, speakers, and the authors of several parenting books. And in my opinion, they are the gurus of raising boys. So I have some exciting news that I just can't wait to share with you. I was going to wait till the end of the episode, but I want to tell you right now, I had the privilege of interviewing David Thomas, one of the co-authors of this book, and he is going to be on the show in an upcoming episode. David and I talked about some of the specific ways that moms can relate to their boys in each stage of development, and I am super excited for you guys to hear the interview. So today on the show, we are just going to barely scratch the surface of all of the amazing advice that Wild Things has to offer. It would probably take me five episodes to cover all of the material, so if you love what you hear today, you'll just have to go and buy the book and read it for yourself. Today, we are going to be discussing the first two stages that our boys go through. And then in the next episode, we will discuss the final three stages. I will just tell you what the five stages are, and then we're going to dive in and talk about each one in a little bit more detail. The five stages of manhood, number one is the explorer, and this is around the ages of two to four. And these ages are approximate. Some boys go through these stages a little bit more quickly, some are a little bit more behind, so approximate ages. The second stage is the lover, and that is ages five to eight. Stage three is the individual, ages nine to 12. Stage four is the wanderer, ages 13 to 17. And then stage five is the warrior, ages 18 to 22. 
So as we go through each of these stages, you can kind of be thinking, all right, which of these stages are my kids in right now? For me, I actually have two lovers. I have a five and a seven-year-old, and then I have two individuals. I have a nine and an 11-year-old. So it is just has been really interesting to see how my kids compare to these, these stages in the book. So as we talk about each stage, we're going to discuss who boys are at this stage. So what are their characteristics? What do they look like? And then what do they need from us as parents? So I think it's going to be really practical information for you guys today. Okay, so the first stage is the explorer, and this is ages two to four. Boys at this stage, in comparison to girls, are often a lot bigger. They are more active. They are less relational. Even as babies, they seem to make less eye contact. And they're often happy to interact with toys or objects where girls would prefer interaction with people. The book states that while the male brain is wired for activity, the female brain is biased towards personal connections. During this stage, these boys are just aggressive. They're curious. They are wild and active, and they will just wipe out all of your energy during this stage. Just as an example of some of the chaos that ensued in their households, one of the authors talked about just a lot of the things that had to be replaced in their house because of their young boys in the house. I believe um, David Thomas has twin boys. And when they were in this stage, when they were in the explorer stage, he said that they had to replace blinds that had been yanked off the wall, a broken toilet seat, doorknobs that had broken off, cabinet hardware, clocks, lamps, TVs, picture frames, refrigerator doors, dishes, you name it. So many things. And I just had to laugh because I could totally relate to his experience because our boys were just so rough, not because they were being bad or defiant, necessarily, but just being boys and they were being active and they were jumping on the sofa and climbing over the back of the sofas and just impulsive, you know, throwing things and oh, a lamp breaks. And so yeah, we had the similar experience. We had to replace sofas and chairs and lamps, the shelves in our refrigerator. We had to buy a new TV because one of my kids was throwing a toy and it cracked the TV. Um, We had to replace an entire toilet once because my son dropped the back of the toilet. So like the porcelain cover of the toilet. I don't know why he was taking it off. I think maybe it was clogged and he thought he was going to fix it. He took off the back of the lid of the toilet and it fell into the bowl of the toilet and cracked the porcelain and there was water like pouring out and just it was a mess. So uh, so that you can get a little bit of a picture of what it looks like to have explorers in the house. So who he is, he is active, aggressive, curious and self-determined. Explorers love to explore their world. That's why we call them the explorers. They um, are very imaginative. They live in these fairy tale worlds. A lot of times they are not able yet to separate reality from fantasy And they are born with this natural desire to fight. Boys at this age will make weapons out of anything, regardless of what your views are on having weapons in the house. You know, they will find a stick or they will find an egg beater or whatever they can find and they will turn it into a weapon. I have um, an episode on Redeeming the Chaos called Battles and Bombs and Booby Traps. Oh my. And this is an episode talking all about just the God-given desire in our boys to to fight and to, to wield weapons. These boys just have a hunger for adventure and exploration, and they are both delightful and demanding and exhausting. 
So one of the reasons that they are more active at this stage is that they have less serotonin in their brains and in their bodies than girls of this same age. And serotonin is the hormone that helps to regulate impulse control. So without that serotonin, they don't have the ability to actually control their impulses. And it just makes them so much more impulsive and aggressive at this at this age. Of course, boys at this age love to climb on everything, furniture, trees, playground equipment. Our two-year-old, he climbed up on the roof of our house once. My husband had been working on the roof and he had left a ladder propped up against the roof to go and to grab a tool. And I turned around and my two-year-old was yelling, hey, mommy. And I looked up and there he was up on the roof. I was like, oh, don't move, buddy. Just stay right there. And I don't know if any of you can relate, but inevitably, every time we go to the park, someone, usually an an older woman who may be there with her grandchildren or something like that, comes over and is like, um, excuse me, did you realize that your son is up at the top of the tree? (laughs) And I'm always like, yeah, yeah, they're pretty good climbers. They're little monkeys. He's fine. So another characteristic of boys in the explorer stage is that he is aggressive. Um, He often demonstrates affection through aggression, wrestling, headbutting, punching. And so to them, aggression is an emotional response and it's a way of communicating. Maybe they're hungry. Maybe they're tired. Maybe they're overstimulated. Maybe they just want to say, I love you, mommy. And they run by and smack you on the back or something like that. That is that is very typical of boys this age. Another characteristic of the explorer is that he is curious. He loves to investigate the world around him. He just has to touch and feel everything. And then lastly, he's self-determined. He has a hunger for purpose and power. So we do need to allow our boys to have some power and control in the choices that we give them. And when we do this, we are honoring a developmental and emotional need for them. But of course, we can give them choices where ultimately the outcome is a good choice either way. So for example, do you want crackers or cheese for your snack? Okay, we're going to clean up the playroom. Do you want to pick up the Legos or the army men first? So we still ultimately get the end result that we want, but they still have some control and some, some choices in the matter. So what he needs during this stage, he needs space and structure. Number one, he needs boundaries. He is incapable of self-regulating at this age, and he needs help setting limits for himself and for his body. Um, boundaries help boys feel safe and helps them to know what he can or cannot do. Now, of course, we don't want to place unrealistic expectations on our boys at this stage to control their own behavior because they're just not physically and emotionally capable of doing that. So don't put them in situations that require high levels of self-control. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have any expectations. Of course, we need to have expectations and boundaries, but we just need to have realistic ones. So some unrealistic expectations might be things like sitting for really long periods of time, staying quiet for long periods of time, following through with multi-step tasks like go clean up the whole playroom by yourself. Like they might need some guidance and assistance with that. The second thing that the explorer needs is open space. He needs room to be able to run and be wild. Uh, Make sure that there are spaces in your house or your yard where it's okay to hit, kick, throw, spit, fart, dig, and jump. And then number three, he needs consistency. Explorers thrive on structure and routine. So for example, bedtime. They always, you know, you always read a book, you always go brush your teeth. 
things like that. And that just kind of gives them a sense of security. And then lastly, boys at this age need understanding. It is important to understand that his wiring is different than girls. So if you have boys and girls in your household, understand that his brain functions differently. So our expectations should be different. Just a reminder, the lack of serotonin means less impulse control, and that doesn't develop until he's a lot older. We also need to be concrete with directions and commands that we give to our boys. We don't want to be too wordy. And when we give an instruction, make sure that we're not asking a question. So an example would be to give a direct command by saying, put your shoes on, or you need to put your shoes on. Don't give it as a suggestion, like, why don't you put your shoes on? Or it's time to put your shoes on. Lastly, a few practical tips for explorers. And this is just kind of a recap of some of the things we just talked about. Don't confuse him. Be very specific and set clear boundaries. Limit his choices. Don't give him too many options, but do allow him some say in some of the decisions that are made. Anticipate changes and announce transitions in the daily routine. So if there's going to be something out of the ordinary, if, if you normally play outside after school, but today you have to jump in the car and go to a doctor's appointment, make sure that you announce that transition ahead of time. Maybe set a timer just a rem- as a reminder that he's got five minutes left to play and then we have to get in the car. It's a good idea to set a few basic family rules for kids at this age that everyone can follow. Things like, we are kind, we don't hurt people, we are helpful and cooperative. As far as discipline, it's important to choose consequences that are logical and natural. You want to choose consequences that make sense with the situation. Make sure you give him space to roam. He needs to go outside every day. And it's important for you as a mom to model self-control and self-regulation in your words and actions when you're frustrated and angry because our emotions affect our kids more than we, than we realize. An emotionally charged adult only provides more fuel to an already emotionally charged child. And that's a quote from the book Wild Things. Okay, so that brings us to the end of the explorer stage. And as you see, that was just the first stage. So we have so much to cover today, but I think it's going to be really great information for you guys just to kind of dig in and understand what your boys are dealing with, what to expect, what is normal, and then how you can best give them what they need during during each of these stages. So stage number two is the lover, and this is ages five to eight. And during this stage, he is tender and obedient. He is often competitive. And a lot of times he is much more attached to dad during this stage. Number one, he is tender. He adores mom and dad. He's very sweet and sensitive. He's kind hearted. That's why this stage is called the lover stage. He often has a heightened emotional sensitivity during this stage. And he sometimes you'll notice your boys maybe are suddenly afraid of the dark or loud noises or strange dogs, monsters, thunderstorms, things like that. I know when my sons hit this stage, they're suddenly afraid to go upstairs and get dressed by themselves or they're, they'll often come down in the middle of the night and they want to sleep in the floor of, of our bedroom because they, they woke up and they were afraid of something. As he progresses through this stage, he can sometimes become obnoxious, critical, and rude, which seems kind of contrary to the, to the tenderness and the, and the obedience. But I have noticed this with, with my seven-year-old, my third son. He begins to show impatience with his siblings. Um, he often argues and talks back. He loses his temper, especially with mom during this stage. 
The second characteristic of boys in the lover stage is that they are obedient. They begin to understand the difference between right and wrong. And um, the more secure a boy feels with his parents, the greater sense of right and wrong he develops. He is a rule follower. He wants to follow the rules. He wants to please his parents. He wants to please his teachers. He has difficulty dealing with guilt and shame. And he often struggles when things are unfair in life. So it's important to help your son make wise choices during this stage and to explain why something is wrong. The third characteristic is that he's often attached to dad. He wants to be just like daddy. It's so important for fathers to spend time with their boys during this age. And this is when um, gender identity and development occur and just seeing what it looks like to be a man, seeing that masculinity modeled in their dad or an uncle or a grandfather is just really important for the development of boys. And then the fourth quality of boys in the lover stage is that they are competitive. They're often racing to be first. They always want the biggest or the best, but it's not usually aggressive at this age. A lot of times competition can be cooperative and it's not necessarily like an aggressive kind of competition. So what he needs from us as parents during this stage is compassion and restraint. He needs reprieve. Boys often take a little bit longer to develop emotionally and socially. So if you are able to give him some reprieve and allow him to start school a little bit later in his life. So for example, if you have a boy who has a summer birthday in June or July, you know, let him wait and start kindergarten when he's six. Um, I've never heard anyone regret that decision to, to hold their boys back a little bit. Um, sometimes they just need a little extra time to mature because of their brain development. They can't sit still yet for long periods of time and they have more difficulty with written and oral expression. So just giving them that extra year of reprieve at home just allows them to be boys, allows them to be little kids for a little bit longer. And then just on a daily basis, giving them the time to unwind and play outside after school before starting homework or chores, things like that is is a really good idea. The second thing our boys need in the lover stage is relationship. They crave one-on-one attention from their parents. And little boys especially seek attention from their dad. My five-year-old Suddenly, when he turned five, he is just daddy's little shadow, and he wants to go everywhere with daddy. He wants to go to the store with daddy. He doesn't even care what they're doing, if they're working on the car together or mowing the yard or whatever. He just wants to be with daddy all the time. The third thing that our boys need during the lover stage is routine. They need repetition and consistency. So it's important to develop regular routines, and this is similar to what we talked about in the explorer stage, but... It's really important to just give them some consistency, at least during a certain part of the day. My five and my seven-year-old, they are the ones who always remind me before bed, like, well, we need to read the Bible story. We didn't read the Bible story yet. We've gotten into that habit and that routine of reading the Bible story. And there's some nights where I'm just like, okay, I'm too tired or, you know, it's too late. Let's just get to bed. And they're like, no, no, we have to read the Bible story. So I love that they are reminding us of that routine in our family. One of the things that helps with routines during this stage is having a chart or a list that shows what comes next. So, for example, getting ready for school in the morning, 
you could have a, a list with some pictures like first you need to put your clothes on, next you need to eat breakfast, next you need to pack your backpack, next you need to go brush your teeth. And just having that visual reminder for our boys at this stage is, is really helpful for them. Plus, in addition to helping them get things done, these routines often give them confidence and build self-esteem um, as they're working through those tasks. The fourth thing that boys need during this stage is regulation. Unwanted behavior should be named and reprimanded. This helps our kids control their impulses when we give them feedback that is straightforward and accurate and specific. We don't want to belittle them or shame them in our um, reprimanding. So for example, your son throws a rock at the car. Say to him, you threw a rock at the car. That is not okay. That is destructive. We show respect to property in our household. As opposed to, oh, I can't believe you just did that. You're just out of control. You never listen to me. Our feedback should be short and firm and measured. If there is authentic remorse, usually there's no additional discipline needed. But if there is no remorse, then natural consequences or logical consequences should be used in that situation. So for example, he ate a cookie when he wasn't supposed to, so now he doesn't get a cookie for dessert when everyone else is eating one. Or maybe he didn't put his toys away when you asked him to, so they just might disappear for a little while. A couple practical tips for the lover is to give him lots of affection. He loves physical touch, tickling, wrestling, snuggling, things like that. Secondly, make sure you affirm him for good behavior. Praise him like crazy and tell him how proud you are of how hard he's working and how he obeyed and things like that. It's a good idea to focus him outward. Get him involved in outreach with the community, maybe as a family. You could volunteer. You could teach him about being generous and serving others. He will definitely need help with hygiene and personal cleanliness during this stage. And the quote from Wild Things, which I just had to laugh at, it says, regarding good bathroom habits, we're stumped. You may just have to tolerate some skid marks for a few years. Another practical tip for the lovers is to encourage his imagination. Boys love superheroes and superpowers at this age. And then plan family time, plan family game nights. Provide an opportunity for him to practice winning and losing in a healthy way. And then it just also provides a time to build relationships. Um, Family time is just so important for boys at this age. So that brings us to the end of the lover stage. And in our next episode, we are going to be discussing the individual, the wanderer, and the warrior. And then in the following episode after that, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we are going to be talking with David Thomas himself, one of the co-authors of the book Wild Things. And I am so excited for you to hear my interview with David Thomas. I would also like to tell you about a special gift I have for each of you this Christmas. My free ebook, The Night the Angels Got Lost, is a captivating three-part family devotional for kids ages 6 to 10. It retells a familiar story through the firsthand experience of a young shepherdess. Connect with your kids on a deeper level this Christmas as you join young Abigail on the hills outside of Bethlehem. Enjoy a cup of cocoa and snuggle by the fireplace using this resource to inspire imagination and encourage thoughtful discussion as a family. Capture your children's attention and connect with their hearts as together you celebrate the arrival of the promised child. You can find a link to this free ebook, The Night the Angels Got Lost, in the show notes, or you can go to 
christmasstory.faith to download your free copy of the book. Hey mama, real quick before you go, I need your help to spread the word about my podcast. I want as many boy moms as possible to benefit from the information in this podcast. Can you think of two friends or family members that would benefit from this episode? If so, would you mind sharing a link with them? It would really help out the show and I would be super grateful. Thank you so much for joining me today for episode 35 of Redeeming the Chaos with Laurie Christine. If you would like to read a blog version of this episode or download free resources that will help you raise courageous boys, go to redeemingthechaos.com.